This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Thursday, it's the 10th of August, 2023. Coming up, an alternative to Be My AI, and I've been buying... You're listening to Double Time, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you today? Gorgeous. Thank you, Stephen Scott. How are you, sir? Oh, do you know, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I have a headache today. It's my turn to have a headache oh. today. Well, as long as you don't go on and on about it, then everything's oh, fine. There is nothing worse, right, when someone goes on and on and on about a headache. Oh, I know. It gets on my nerves. I feel great today. Do you? Yeah, thanks. Good. I'm, I'm pleased to hear it. I am well, pleased to hear it. <laughs> so is this a I've been buying too much headache or just, you know, <laughs> well, too much a, coffee? A little bit of that, actually, because not only are we going to have our classic What Stephen Bought This Week segment coming up, Classic. Yes. Classic, yeah. classic, yes. Everyone it's, loves it's that. It's becoming classic. People, <laughs> people do like it because not only – I have to say they like it for a while, and then what happens is you then end up going out and spending your money, and then you feel good, as I do, for about 10 minutes until the credit card bill comes in. So, yeah, I, I, look, that's, that's how it works, right? That's it's what just, credit cards are for. We exactly. all know it. That's why I have got house, one. Move country. <laughs> They'll never find you. It the lawyers are frantically proven... waving at us. <laughs> it is Please a proven way of dealing with it. No, um, it isn't. <laughs> so uh, before that, though, I want to mention something else we have coming up today because uh, we uh, have been hearing a lot about Be My AI or Be My or Virtual Volunteer or whatever they were calling it last week. And um, <laughs> they, they've renamed it to Be My AI now. Uh, so Virtual Volunteer becomes that new name. And, of course, we're still waiting for Be My AI to be available through the Be My Eyes app. And that is likely to happen. According to Mike Buckley, who's their CEO, he told us that it would be later in the year. So we're kind of looking, I think, more in the sort of last few months of the year, it may appear, because they're very keen to get this right. And they're very keen to make sure that it works appropriately. The data is being handled sensitively. There's lots of question marks still for the company on this. And they want to make sure they get it right. Because when you unleash this on the world... It's one thing unleashing, say, something like OpenAI, where lots of people will jump in and you'll get your developers and your coders and all the, you know, the people who know how computers really work. They'll get into it. But, you know, when you unleash this kind of stuff, which is more for the consumer, more for us, you need it to be right because there's lots of people who will not understand how this technology works, what this technology is doing, and if they get an error or... Even worse, they get information that's really badly wrong, like you know that's a white shirt and it's telling you it's black. You know, you you have got to, you know, understand why it's doing that. You have to, you know, understand all of the, the nuances to it. So the company is doing its best, I think, to try and, you know, get the product as right as possible so yes. that when it is unleashed, they know what they're facing, you know, when the public come back with questions. Because we will. We'll all have questions. We'll all try things and it won't work the well, way we expect. We rely on this. Exactly. That's what I'm. Right. Yeah. That's the very, it's, very short version of what I was trying to say. It's not just a oh, let me check this out and see you know, for for a gimmick or just out of interest. We rely on this, and they put so much work in, in the beta process, in the meetings that they've held, the interactions, the feedback, trying to you know get exactly as close. Look, you're never going to get this perfect. It is going to make mistakes, but they're trying to limit that as much as they can. And also, in a few days, they are opening it up. So if you are on the waiting list, breaking news, breaking news. Yes, so we are out of the closed beta in a few days. And if you are on the waiting list, they are going to start going through. Now, it is a huge waiting list. So, you know, don't expect everyone to get access, but they're going to start going through and your invites will come through and uh, you will be able to get this in a wider beta. So, yeah, go and sign up now and hopefully you'll be able to get access to it. So that is coming. Uh, but in advance of that, Thomas Domville, also known as Anonymous, was on Mastodon the other day, and he just threw up on Mastodon a little demo of another app that's already available today that you can download, that you can use, that you can essentially use the same engine that is driving the Be My AI uh, app or, or that feature within the Be My Eyes app. 
And uh, he did a little demo of it. It became very popular on Mastodon, and I think he's going to post it onto AppleViz. But he's very kindly allowed us to play in the demo. We're going to hear that later. Uh, now, this, and there's a lot of precursors to this, and, you know, just, just be very aware that, you know, the app we're going to talk about today is a well-known app, and you'll be able to download it today and use it and, and try all these features out. But just be aware that what Be My Eyes are doing is for the blind community. And that's very important to understand. And the, the app, the um, the usage of the app, the way the app is being developed, designed, is all with blind people in mind. So, you know, your experiences, what was it they say, your mileage may vary on some of yes. this stuff. <laughs> yes. um, your experience will be different um, depending on the app and, and your experience with the app and all of that. So we're going to talk about that a bit later. It just, I think it's just really whetting people's appetites, in my view, of what, be my AI will be. Because as much as I think a lot of people may try this app out today and really like it and love it, I have to say I think most of us will just be using Be My AI. I, I you know, in, in terms of if you had a choice between the two, I'd probably go down this route because I know yes. that the support is there. That I've got the backup of the volunteer. That's crucial in this. And that's a main part about this volunteer beta, where you know, if something isn't right, it will say, look, I can't give you one hundred percent accuracy on this. In fact, not even sure I can give you 50% accuracy on this. So why don't you call a volunteer just to be sure? And that is honestly the best bit about this. That is going to save so many calls to the Be My Eyes team or support emails to the Be My Eyes team because if you can get out of that scrape quickly, because let's be honest, most of us were just trying to get on with our lives. We're not really interested. Most of us aren't interested in wasting time with apps. We just want to get things done. And I think the Be My Eyes team have done a fantastic job in developing this app. And I have to say as well, not just developing it, but listening to the community. I mean, I, we've said this before, but we've been on these calls. And yep. I mean, there's some very smart people out there who are on these calls. Oh, who yeah, are, who definitely. Are, and, you know, it's one of the first times I think I've been on one of those kind of calls where I've genuinely felt that, that there's a bunch of people here, not just the Be My Eyes team, of course, them included, but the Be My Eyes team, but the people who are beta testing as well, who are really pushing for a community approach to this. It's not just a, I don't like this, so change that. It's it's much more, let's work together on this. And it feels oh, yeah. brilliant. So I, There's I some can't passionate wait to see conversations they... that go on in those meetings between Which is good. Know, the testers and yeah. the developers. Yeah, it's they've done a fantastic job. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you, can't be, you can't be frightened to put your hand up and say, this doesn't work, or this isn't right, or that if you just if you just tweaked it in this way, um, and, and they've listened to that. And that's the thing, they are listening. Uh, but they will push back where they need to. And I think that's important as well. You know, it can't just be we're right, you're wrong. Because I think you get that a lot as, sometimes as well. And I don't like that approach. Yeah. You know, there are often reasons why things exist the way they do. The, but the key difference here, as I go back to, is that, that new, uh, this new feature within this Be My Eyes app is for blind people. So it's a bit different to your mainstream applications where they'll say, well, you know, visually we can't make that work or this isn't going to look right if we do that. Not to say that's an excuse, but they can use that as an excuse, right? You can't use that as an excuse when it's an app for blind people. So You've got me intrigued now. I want to hear this demo. Yeah, so that's coming up. But first... What Stephen bought this week? I've I've been buying. I've had nothing to buy. And I'm sitting bored. And I was thinking, I want to buy something. I'm so, so bored. bored. There's nothing left in the Apple store <laughs> that I haven't already got. What a position to be in. I took something into the Apple store a couple of months back and I got an Apple credit, you know, the credit, where well, they give you Apple money. Give you the yes, Apple money the card. The Apple dollar, yeah. The Apple dollar, yes. And I, I couldn't buy anything. I didn't need, I was like, I, I could buy eight HomePods, <laughs> but I don't want eight HomePods. I could buy, um, I don't know, I could buy an expensive charging station, but Stop I don't want it. that. Stop. <sighs> yeah. Stop. Yes. So, okay. So, what have you bought? Okay, it's in a little bag. Zero point. Oh, shh, don't speak. It talks, by the way. Um, <laughs> giving it away. Um, <laughs> What's in the bag? <laughs> well, what I've done is uh, this is going to this is going to shock you, Sean Priest. Yes. I've done a little demo for you. No way. Okay. I, I know, I know, I know. Breaking I know. News. Breaking news. Stephen actually contributes something useful to this program. <laughs> well, you can decide. So I've got in front of me my Cobalt Speechmaster talking tape measure. Uh, it comes in a beautiful little zip bag. 
It's so cute. And I'm going to measure that bag so that you know how big this unit is. I can measure it because I have a talking tape measure. How cool is that? Uh, so I'm going to unzip the bag. And uh, I will tell you, this is quite a big tape measure, okay? It's quite big, it's quite thick, and it's because it has in here a speaker. It's got a speaker, it's got a battery compartment, obviously, uh, houses a PP3 9-volt battery, uh, those rectangular batteries that you probably haven't seen for a little while. And you get the little connection bit where you put the, the two pins together and it clicks together and then it's alive and well, and that battery will probably last for a long time. Um, and on here, if I put it down with the belt clip on the desk, so I've now got my uh, measuring tape uh, sticking out from the left side, I actually find, I guess, a display. I, I guess that's a display on there, maybe not, but I think it might be. Uh, there are five buttons below that as well. And starting from top right, you've got the on button. Uh, you can also change the mode as well, which allows you to change from feet and inches to centimeters and then on to millimeters. Uh, next to that, on the left, you've got a button, a kind of longer button, and that is telling you what's stored in its memory because you can actually store and add up your measurements as you go along. So let's say you were measuring a carpet in a particularly long room. You could start with one section, stop, measure that, add that to memory, then go to the next bit of the carpet, continue measuring from there, add that and get your total length of the carpet. Um, down below that, you've got the add to memory button. Then you have your memory clear button. And then you've got another button, which is plus or minus case. You can actually include the, uh, the size of the entire uh, talking tape measure unit here as well. So you can include the case or not include the case uh, if it makes it easier for you to uh, to measure. So lots of different ways to use this uh, and lots of different functions to it. Pretty cool actually. Um, so let's get measuring. Let's let's measure this little um, this little bag that it comes in. This will give us an idea of the size of the unit in terms of the thickness, the width, and the depth. So let's do the length of the unit first. So I'm just going to extend this out. Now I haven't pressed anything yet, so maybe I should press on. Error, tape is not ah. in. Now that's an interesting one to start with. So it says, error, tape is not in. And basically when you turn this on, it really has to start from zero. So what it does is it asks you essentially, and it really should say this, I guess, you know, essentially retract the measuring tape and start from zero. So there is a button just above where you pull out the measuring tape, there's a button, which you often get on these uh, measuring tapes that allow you to just very quickly retract like that. And that retracts the tape back in. And now if I press the on button, now you don't hear anything, it's like that little click. And now I'll pull the measuring tape out. 16.2 centimetres. And there we go. So I'm doing this in centimetres. So for those of you who prefer feet and inches, sorry. Uh, so I'm just going to make this fit. 12.5 centimetres. 12.5 centimetres. So that is the width of the case, uh, which is there for the width of the measuring tape. Now, if I wanted to tell you what that was in feet and inches, I can by pressing the mode button because it will then give me that result in feet and inches. So I'll just press the mode button. 12.5 centimetres. So that's it. 12.5 centimetres. 12.5 centimetres. Press again. 0.125 metres. That's metres. inches. 4 and 15 sixteenths inches. So 4 and 15 sixteenths, whatever that said. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is what it is in feet and inches. But I'll just go by to centimetres, thank you. 4 and 15 inches, millimetres, centimetres. 12.5 centimetres. All right, so let's do the top edge. So what's the top edge size? 4.5 centimetres. 4.5 centimetres, and of course that is what, what the... Uh, oh, yeah, the height, actually, the height of the unit. That will be... 13.5 centimetres, 9.4 centimetres. 9.4. So that gives you an idea of the size and the thickness of this device. In terms of thickness, again, it is... 5.1 centimetres. 5.1 centimetres, OK. And uh, that's it, really. I mean, I can retract with the button. 
and bring 3.1 centimetres, 0.0 And once it's back to 0.0, .0 you just put it down or put it back in the bag. In fact, I'll do that. I'll put it back in its little zip bag now. And as I'm doing that, you'll probably hear... in five seconds. There we go. Turning off in five. And then that beep tells you that it's turned itself off. I mean, it's a very simple piece of tech but it really can make the difference when you're trying to measure stuff up in a room. You don't have to get someone else in to help you. You can do it by yourself. Nice piece of kit. Wow. There you Stephen go. Stephen the Builder. I bet you've been driving your poor wife absolutely <laughs> mad by measuring everything. Absolutely anything. <laughs> so we're getting some stuff done in the, in the living room downstairs, and she's like, uh, okay, I think I'm getting a new table. I'm like, hang on, we must measure it. <laughs> Stephen to the rescue. I will fix this. <laughs> I've got to say. She's quite glad, actually, there's no drill involved in any of this. <laughs> Speaking Sander. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've seen these before, obviously. These have been around for a while, and I've always thought that would be incredibly handy. But when I've gone to check these out, I've always... This is me, obviously. I've always oh. been scared off by the price of these things. I, I always thought... I can't justify spending that much money because I just don't use a tape measure enough. But at the same time, I think, you know what, at some point, having one of these in the house is, is a good idea because they are so useful, right? Yeah, you know, and price can be prohibitive on this. You know, this is not your average tape measure because it's got all these extra features in it. So you're looking at about $100 for this. Canadian, okay? Mm -hmm. I got it for £60 here in the UK, which equates to $100. Canadian. And you know, I have to say, that was actually not a bad price because I think I'd seen it before. Last time I looked at it, it was £100. So, yeah. you know, it's yeah, kind exactly. of come down a little bit. Um, that's, when I was looking, that's exactly how much it was. We were talking about 150, 60 yeah. Canadian. I thought that is just way too much. I, actually, $60, that's not too bad. Well, I 60, think. 60 pounds, yeah, but $100. But yeah, I mean, $100 it's, it's, Canadian, yeah. I do think this is this is a really useful tool. And for people who need this kind of thing, I mean, for me, it was, you know, we're doing some work in the, the home studio here for the upcoming new season of Access Tech Live, our brand new TV show coming soon oh. to an, a television near you in Canada. Um, so if you don't live in Canada, uh, I would advise you apply for your green card now. Yes. Uh, you should be able to get it in just in time. I've been assured this. <laughs> uh, you can get uh, entry to the country uh, get yourself a job, get yourself a house, and all of that in time for the season premiere on the September 14th uh, of Access Tech Live. But as a result of all that going on, I've been moving some stuff around, and uh, my good friend Marco Flalo, he was saying, you know, could you just measure the room up for me because I, I, we can sort of decide some. And I'm like, uh... So I had to get no. a neighbour in to do the measuring. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I could have done it with Be My Eyes or, you know... You know I don't know, Ira or whatever. I have could you have done got that. that measure app to work on the iPhone? <sighs> Not well... I can't quite figure it out. The problem is you need to see where you're placing the points. Mm, and yeah. you can't, you, you're not getting any information beyond, you know, you can drop a point somewhere, but the little dot moves around all over the place. So you've no idea where it's actually measuring from and to. So you can get an average measure, but you're not going to get I exact. suppose it's low vision accessible, is it, I'm guessing? I'd say that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that's fair. Although in saying that, even the low vision people, I think, are struggling a little bit with it. I, I don't think it's that accessible in some ways. It's probably more accessible with voiceover because you can at least draw focus on the measure, the actual measurement itself. But mm. it feels like it's one of those things where it's one of those examples where I feel it's just a little bit overly complicated in an app form. It would actually be better in this form. And, you know, again, it's that thing of just being independent. You know, I wanted to do something, check something myself. I was moving some desks yesterday and... You know, it was nice to be able to just check the size. And, oh, that will work really well. And it was exact. And I was quite proud of myself. I was able to do this myself. And I thought, that's good. That's a nice feeling. So that's where this comes in. So it's, it's a simple piece of tech. Very simple, but very impactful. So there you go. Very you, good. You're, you're I like one? that one. Do you know what? I think I am. I think I will get one. Because I've been talking about, well, I've been thinking about it for absolute years. And that, But like you said, it's just a case of being, I have got a toolbox, believe it or not. Okay. So do I. It's, it's my partner's. It's pink. It's actually not mine. But hang on. Um, pink. Yeah, she's, she's got a pink toolbox with a pink drill. I, I know. I know. I've had a word with her. I said, that's, no, no, that's no, no, not no. on. I'm not bothered about the pink. <laughs> yes. If you don't mind me saying this, your, your partner's visually impaired as well. In fact, yes. let's just say your partner's blind as well. Yes. So is, is there's a drill in there? 
There is. What are you saying? Saying the blind think drill? How dare you, sir? No, we I'm can not drill. saying that. You can, absolutely, you can. <laughs> it's it's. You know, there's a lot of things blind people can do. Whether we should do is another question. <laughs> if you're a, if you're a blind handyman, and there is a, I remember that there was a podcast on on ACB years ago called the Blind Handyman. Yes, and you know I used to enjoy listening to that because there was all kinds of things that the guy would create and make and. It was really interesting. Oh, I see but, carpenters. But, I think Jeff yeah, yeah, Bishop yeah. is on Facebook a lot, um, doing carpentry and yeah. woodwork. Qualified people. People who've learned this no, as a trade. You don't need, Not no. just grabbing a drill Experience and just... Experience is all you need. I was oh, talking yeah. to a friend of mine uh, last week, and he's doing up his own house. He put in up joists and lagging the loft, and I have no idea how it is, what it looks like, if, it, <laughs> if it's safe. But he's doing it all himself. He loves that independence. I mean, you know, what's wrong with that? Uh, yes, I, I don't do it because I'm just terrible at it. But um, I think a tape measure. I think so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop, what do you say, $100 on this. Yeah. I think that's, that's reasonable, actually. If you're interested in it, it's from a company called Cobalt Systems. Now, I imagine you can get these in different parts of the world in different places. Um, but the, the website I got it from was Cobalt, and that's C-O-B-O-L-T. Uh, not cobalt as in the colour. I think I got that right. Because cobalt is A-L-T, I think, for the colour. But oh. O-L-T is uh, the name of the company, Cobalt Systems. And the website is cobalt.co.uk. So if you want to check that out uh, there, or at least inquire where you can buy it, wherever you live in the world, uh, then uh, you can check it out there. But, it, I, I, you know, it's just a really simple piece of tech, but I was quite excited to get hold of it. And, um, yeah, if they do speaking chainsaws or speaking <laughs> drills left a bit right a bit you know that'd be cool right I surely I with see... ai down the line they could create well that. i'm just thinking i'm you know an upcoming segment blind diy yeah we've gone we've gone a bit round the the bend on this stuff haven't we i mean we've, we have. we've went from backpacks to hiking <laughs> to <laughs> diy i mean this has taken an interesting direction for sure well, it speaks. Anything that speaks is tech I'm interested in. Absolutely. Um, okay, look, I want to get to some emails because a lot of you are getting in touch. Glendon's got in touch, uh, and this might be useful if you're using a uh, drill. Um, hand protection, <laughs> this subject. <laughs> this actually comes up because if you remember, we were chatting about the subject of uh, keeping your hands uh, safe when you're out and about, or you know, even if you're using a walker or you know those kind of things. Uh, well, there are many tools, and Glenda wants to chime in. Hello there, boys from Double Tap. It's Glenn once again from Toronto, and I just wanted to make a comment on the message from Bev regarding how to navigate with a cane. As I've mentioned before, I am a musician, and one day while performing at the Biker Festival with the George Thorogood Tribute Band, which plays each year on Friday the 13th in Port Dover, Ontario, I found a great sale of biker gloves, you know, the cut-off ones, which are tough leather and very protective fingerless gloves. I found that while navigating with my cane and tapping walls with my other hand to help navigate and guide myself in two locations, I was sometimes cutting my hand, and it became quite painful, as you can imagine. To make a long story short, I began wearing one cut-off glove on the opposite hand to my cane hand, which is a good thing because I lost the other one and can't wear two gloves anyway. <laughs> so I figure now I'm just stylish. Big smile. By the way, Bev, if you want something a little more durable, they have special protection gloves with pads on one side, which people buy when they hurt their wrist or sprain their hand. They have Velcro, which can tighten or loosen to alter the support on the hand. These ones too are really good for protection, if you want a little more than a leather fingerless glove. I bought one at my Guardian Pharmacy. A great thing is that you can just buy one for your left or right hand and I paid about $20 plus tax for it. I'm sure they're available in all pharmacies here. Have a good one, guys, from Glenn in Toronto. Thank you for that, Glenn. And I think Bev uh, will really appreciate these comments. A lot of you are getting in touch on this and we'll get to those comments as we go along. But uh, a lot of you are getting in touch with your suggestions. I tried those gloves. If you remember, we were chatting a while back about the, the wonderful new addition to my life, an essential tremor, which is not essential to me at all. You're so lucky. It's great, isn't it? It's so nice having something <laughs> new to play with. Um, yeah, a shaking hand for no reason whatsoever. And, you know, for people who have already been in touch with me asking if, you know, you know, you should absolutely get to a doctor, go see a neurologist. I've done all of that. And we have, I just want to thank you for your concern. But but trust me, everything is, well, as normal as it can be in my body. Um, in the sense that, you know, it's not an onset of Parkinson's or anything like that, because that was immediately my first thought as well. Of course, yeah. Um, but no, it's not that. Uh, however, it is an essential tremor and it will come and go. Um, and there's no real reason for it. There's no cure for it. But 
one of the ideas or one of the suggestions was a glove um, that could essentially tighten around the hand. I suppose it's the kind of thing I wish I could get from nystagmus. Can you get eye gloves? Because I'd want to put some eye gloves on <laughs> to tighten up those nerves in the back of my eye to stop them shifting all the time. Yes. Um, but unfortunately, you can't do that. Um, I have checked. And uh, there's some, there was a website in China, but you know, we'll just skip past that. Um, but the um, but the hand, the glove thing, it, it did work for a little bit, but I actually found it more painful to wear uh, for long periods of time. So that's one thing. But it did it does raise an interesting point. And Glenn, you know, bringing this point up about the cane, because um, I don't know about you, Sean, but I, I, certainly with my older cane, and not so much with this one, um, but I used to have, and maybe it was just the weight of the cane, I think, more than anything else, if the cane's quite heavy... You do sometimes in the palm of your hand get little sores. You ever used to get that? How hard are you gripping your cane? No, never. No, I, I used to get that all the time. I, I do grip a little bit, maybe too much. I don't know. Maybe it's just I don't know nerves or whatever. Or usually on fear, for dear life. Yeah, yeah, and fear of you know if I if it does go to jab my stomach as it often will. Yeah. You know, I can quickly move. You know, so maybe maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should loosen a little bit. But it, but it does. It sometimes leaves me a bit sore. Not so much today. I think it's, it was the type of grip that was on the previous canes I had. The one oh, I got true. before yeah. wasn't isn't too bad now. Well, I use um, motorcycle gloves as well, but sometimes motorcycle gloves can be really thick. Mm. Um, so they're like standard uh, thin-ish leather, but they have plastic knuckles. Because what I find is that if I'm oh. Well, like Glenn there, if I'm walking down a, a street or something, sometimes I will graze my knuckles against the wall yes. or yep. or something. So, um, But I only wear them, to be honest, the only time I ever wear gloves is when it's cold and I'd be wearing gloves anyway. But I find the ones with plastic knuckle covers. Also, you know, if you get in any trouble, I'm protected. I'm ready to go. Um, that's a joke. No, I'm not. Um, they, they are handy. You have no for- chance. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. But um, if you do find yourself doing that quite a lot, then um, there are yeah, gloves are a great idea. That's a great point about the good my, my delicate little hands. They all get ripped to shreds. Well, yeah, you know, it's easy to do to uh, to, to rub your knuckles across a oh, yeah a wall. A wall. A wall. Oh yeah. She's I, I, great. I told you about that one. I think a couple of months back. I was heading down to the post office. I know I live in a quaint little town. I live inside some kind of that's uh, nice Downton Abbey esque type experience without the money uh, or the status <laughs> or the or the big houses uh, or the <laughs> you Abbey. Live downtown, yeah, yeah but it's okay. downtown, yeah. And um, yeah, I was walking down to the post office and I got to the pharmacy uh, to pop into the pharmacy to get something, and the the lady behind the counter said, "Oh my god," she said, "You're all right," and I'm like, "Yeah," as far as I know. Uh, and it turned out my hand was bleeding. I looked, I looked as if I had been in a war. Yeah. Um, well, my right hand and one particular part of it had been, you know, accidentally in a war zone for three seconds. Um, <laughs> but you know, ultimately, you know, I was all cut to ribbons, and I didn't even notice. To be fair, I didn't even notice it, and it was probably nope. so, so cold. And um, they they fixed me. They fixed Aww. me, bandaged me up, didn't charge me a penny for a bandage. <sighs> what a lovely bunch of people! Everyone's great. Okay, so go um, gloves are the answer. Let's get one more email before we move on. This one's directed at you, Sean Priest. Oh, no. Hello, Stephen, Sean and Laura. Well, it is time for an apology. I clearly upset Sean with my comments about QR codes. Sorry, Sean, my attempt at mild humour was misjudged. In some ways, you are a victim of your own talent. The quality of your broadcasts is such that the occasional duff one stands out from the crowd and invites comment. <laughs> a pretty piece of glass on a tray of diamonds. Well, you can rest assured that I have given myself a damn good talking to, and if you like, I will give myself a damn good slap as well. Good fortune in all your endeavours, and an especial thank you to Laura for reading the email. She really is splendid. Regards, Negative Julian. <laughs> thank you, Negative Julian, and uh, no, no damn good thrashing required. You're absolutely fine. I love the apology. Along unless with you the... want to. Unless you want to. Is it the, 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 I am all the, about personal uh, responsibility. The odd duff one. Absolutely fantastic. Thank yeah, you, Julian. <laughs> Goodness, what does he say about this show? Um, stick around. We're going to be talking about an alternative to Be My AI, which you might want to play with before the official version is released later this year. That next on Double Tap. 
This is Double Tap from AMI-audio. Email us, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Call us, 877-803-4567. And find us on social media, on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And now on Mastodon at Double Tap. So earlier I was talking about the alternative to Be My AI, which is the virtual volunteer feature, as it's been renamed to Be My AI, which uh, will help you identify what's in images and query images and get more information even about products that you have in those images. So it's very interesting, very exciting. And of course, the Be My Eyes team are doing an incredible job, hoping to launch the feature later this year. But if you just can't wait, well, Thomas Domville from AppleViz, he's a contributor on there as Anonymous, and he's also got his own podcast and lots of other places you can find him on Mastodon and Twitter and so on. Uh, he put together a little demo that he posted to Mastodon, and he's very kindly offered for us to use it here on Double Tap as well. And uh, he's got an alternative app that you can go and try the features that Be My AI will bring later this year right now. Yeah, there's an iOS app I want to kind of show you here that will do similar results as a Be My AI right now. You can just take your photos and have it described to you, or maybe you want to get that shirt out and see what's on that shirt. Make a picture with a pair of shorts, see if that goes together. All sorts of different things you can do. And always wanted to ask for some advice. And we're going to be using just something simple. It's called Microsoft Bing. It's a Bing app for the iOS. Give it a download. And then we are going to head on over to the Bing app itself. Bing. Double tap to open. Once installed, it just becomes as Bing. One finger double tap to open the app itself. Bing. Selected. Home button. And you should get selected in the home tab. That's the bottom left. That's the first tab. And it is selected. Now, if you swipe to the right twice here. News. Button. Cat. Button. You get to something called the chat tab. So one finger double tap that. Chat. Ask Bing. Ask me anything. Ellipsis. Multi-line text field. And so there's a new area here. There's a button. Two buttons to the right of this area. So swipe to the right twice. Lottie animation. Dimmed. Button. Add an image to search. Button. That allows you to add an image to your search. So we are going to do just that. One finger double tap. Camera search close. Button. Close. There are five items in this area. Two of those are what we are going to focus, and that's the bottom two. So let's take a look at the first three so you can get an idea what those are. Smart camera rotate button. Smart camera flash off button. Camera search more button. Camera search take photo button. Portal. And then we have the take photo. That's to take a picture. So that's if you want to take a picture now. So if you get that shirt out and you want to have a describe, you can just take a picture, and then you can ask a question, anything you want to know about that shirt. However, in this podcast, I'm going to stick with the photo library. Go to the right here. Photo library button. This is your photo app that lives on your device. So in my case, all the photos and everything that I've saved and taken go into this app or this area. So we want to select the photo that we want to have described. One finger double tap to open this up. Cancel button. Now search for the photo that you want it to describe to you. Photo date August 6th. A bird flying above a waterfall. Okay, so we know this a bird flying over a waterfall. I like that one. I want that described to us. Do one figure double tap on the picture that you want. Select it. Ask preview button. Now, if you get the preview button, no worries. Go to the bottom left. New topic button. Where you have the new topic. Let's go to the right. Ask Bing. Ask me anything. Ellipsis. Multi-line text field. Let's go ahead and do one finger double tap to make sure the focus is in that box. Ask Bing. Multi-line text field. Is editing. Ask me anything. Ellipsis. Insertion point at start. Use the rotor to access misspelled words. You have two options here. One, you can either ask for, hey, please describe this photo, which I'm going to do. It's a pretty generic way to start into the conversation with um, Bing, so you can get the idea what the photo is and then ask specific question. If you're in a hurry or you just want to know a certain thing about the photo, like the shirt, for example, you can just go, hey, describe the shirt to me. 
but this case is a bird flying over a waterfall. So I'm going to have it describe the photo to me entirely. So I'm going to use a dictation here, two finger double tap, which is a magic tap. Describe this photo. Inserted describe this photo. Then at the bottom right hand corner of the screen. Send. Is the send button. Now, once you double tap that, it's going to go out and look for the answer. And sometimes it's kind of interesting as you can listen to it saying receiving, receiving. And I'll give you kind of an idea of what it's thinking about and honing into it. And then I'll finally get the answer to you. Now, the results coming back will vary on the time of day and how busy the server. Sometimes it's pretty quick. Sometimes it can take about 10, 20 seconds. It just depends on the day and how busy the servers are, as I mentioned. Let's go ahead and double tap that and see what it has to say about this photo. Send Lottie animation. Analyzing the image. Privacy blur hides faces from the chat. Searching for waterfall bird photorealistic. Generating answers for you. Received message. This is a photorealistic image of a waterfall with a bird flying in front of it. The waterfall is large and powerful with a lot of white water and mist. The bird is small and black and is flying near the bottom of the waterfall. The background is a green forested area. The image is taken from a high angle, looking down on the waterfall in the bird. Great description. That's wonderful. Now, let me give you an advice here. I'm going to show you something else that you can do. Is at the bottom left. New topic button. It's a new topic. So anytime you're done with the photo and you are done asking questions about the photo you uploaded, you need to do a new topic. So let's do that. One finger don't tap. New task bing. Multi-line text field. Ask me anything. Ellipsis. Double tap to edit. Use the rotor to access misspelled words. Now, let me show you here at the top half here, four finger tap towards the top so it focuses up to the top portion of the page. Preview button. Where we have the preview button. Now set your rotor to headings and go down to the first headings. Welcome to the new Bing. Heading level two. Now you should get to that. Now if you hear recent photo, just go to the next heading and you should get to this item. Now there's something in here I want to show you and point out to you that might perk your interest here. Use the power of AI to find answers from the web, create written content, and more. Terms. Link. Privacy. Link. How does Bing use AI? Button. What else can Bing do? Button. What is the latest news in tech? Button. Use GPT-4. Ah, now go to the right. Use GPT-4. Checkbox. Unchecked. Double tap. Double tap to toggle set. Checked. Will allow you to use GPT-4. Now, the only disadvantage of selecting that is that it takes... A lot longer to get a response so instead of like 10 to 20 seconds it may take 30 seconds to up to a minute just depending how busy it is sometimes it's pretty quick sometimes it's really long so let's do the same thing let's grab that same photo here new topic button ask bing ask me anything ellipsis lottie animation dimmed add an image to search button bing camera search close button building building i'm gonna go to the right until we get to photo library Smart camera rotate, button, smart camera flash off, button, camera search more, button, camera search take photo, button, photo library, button, cancel, button. Find that photo. Photo, date, August 6th. A bird flying above a waterfall. Select that. Ask Bing, ask me anything. Ellipsis. Multi-light insertion point at end. Let's do the same thing. Dictation, to be fair, let's ask it the same thing. Describe this photo. Inserted describe this photo. And let's see what the difference is. Send. Send. Lottie animation. Analyzing the image. Privacy blur hides faces from the chat. Received message. This is a beautiful photo of a waterfall in nature. It looks like a very peaceful and serene place to visit. The waterfall is so powerful that it creates a mist that rises from the bottom and fills the air. You can see a bird flying through the mist, enjoying the view. The forest behind the waterfall is green and lush, adding to the natural beauty of the scene. This photo captures the majesty and wonder of nature, smiling face with smiling eyes and rosy cheeks. Now see how that gives us a little more elaborate and more description. And sometimes there's not a whole lot of difference, and sometimes there's a significant difference. So if you're willing to wait out just a little bit longer in terms of response, this is very well worth doing. Now that you know the process, let me just go through a couple of these quickly so you can hear for yourself what has said on some of the photos I've taken. Received message. Sure, I'll be happy to describe the shirt for you. Smiling face with smiling eyes and rosy cheeks. The shirt is a beige color, which is a light brown or tan shade. It has a graphic design on the front, which is a circle with a mountain and a sun in the background. The mountain is black and has snow on the top. The sun is yellow and orange and looks like it is either rising or setting behind the mountain. The circle is white and has a thin black outline. 
The design is meant to evoke a sense of nature and adventure. The shirt is made of cotton and has short sleeves at around neck. It looks comfortable and casual. It would go well with jeans or shorts. I hope this description helps you get a better idea of the shirt. Pretty amazing, so let's try another one here. Received message. Hello, this is Bing. I'm happy to help you with describing the photo. Smiling face with smiling eyes and rosy cheeks. The photo is of a box of great value brand chicken taquitos. Taquitos are a type of Mexican dish that consists of small tortillas rolled around a filling of meat, cheese, or vegetables, and then fried or baked. The box is orange in color with a picture of the taquitos on the front. The picture shows six taquitos on a white plate with some salsa and sour cream on the side. The taquitos look crispy and golden, and you can see some chicken and cheese inside them. The box has a white circle on the front with chicken taquitos written in blue. The box also has a label on the top right corner that reads 16 count, which means there are 16 taquitos inside the box. The box also has a label on the bottom right corner that reads NETWT 19.2 ounces, 1LB 3.20Z, 544 grams, which means the total weight of the product is 19.2 ounces or 544 grams. The background is a kitchen countertop with a blurred person's hand holding the box. What's the microwave instruction for this? Received message. The microwave instructions for the great value flour chicken taquitos are as follows. Place three taquitos on a plate. Microwave on high for 1 minute 15 seconds to 1 minute 30 seconds. Since microwave ovens vary in power, you may need to adjust your cooking time. Let's stand for one minute. You can also find the instructions on the back of the box. I hope this helps you to enjoy your taquitos. Smiling face with smiling eyes and rosy cheeks. So as you can see, this is a great alternative solution to the Be My AI. Now, Be My AI is still going to be quicker, easier, and it also supports ShareSheet, where the Microsoft Bing does not. So there's some pros and cons to both, but now you know there's an alternative solution. So get at it. Love to hear what your results have been and what cool photos you have found. So this is Thomas Donville signing out. Thank you, Thomas. Appreciate that. And uh, I I mean, that's incredible that you can do that today in the Bing app. I had no idea. Uh, The the Bing, the AI integration into Bing has been, I mean, they've been on the forefront, right? Which they are invested in open AI. So of course they are. Yeah, Um, yeah, that is really cool. I've got to say, I'm hungry and I really want a taquito. I, I want a taquito as well. I don't uh, know I what that one the, is. I thought that I was the one. thing that was in a truck that told you how long a driver <laughs> had left to drive. Tachometer. Okay, close. Do you then? Um, you know what? There was a point there. Uh, by the way, I think that was the best demonstration of the difference between ChatGPT4 and uh, the, the, the other versions yes. I've heard. Because I've never seen or heard anyone actually do something like that. So you heard it was very much more about the atmosphere and the emotions that, that, that the image generated. It was That was really cool. Um, we've used uh, uh, Be My AI. We've used that a lot for T-shirts and identifying clothes. And that was a really good example there of, you know, you've got so many clothes with things on the front and you can sort of sometimes picture them in your head mm. and using it for identifying clothes like that, that was so good because you know exactly what that is. I, I, I would use that, but I think you were, I get what you were doing now when you introed this in, in part one there about, you know, how this isn't designed for the blind. And that was a perfect example of that as well. I mean, it works fine. It's accessible, but, the navigation and getting around is is you know it's just an extra step that other apps or be my AI sort of does away with. But still, the results absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of great apps out there that can capture text, even turn them into text and speech. But you know, you're probably likely to use something like Seeing AI because you know it's built for blind people. You're going to use Envision because it's built for blind absolutely. people. Absolutely, yeah, that's the difference. But you know, I think. A lot of people are hungry to try this kind of technology out and they're not on the beta. And I know lots of you have been getting in touch with us saying, you know, when is this going to open up? And it is opening up and that's great. And there will be more opportunities to join the Be My AI beta. But if you want to dive in today and try it, that's how to do it. Just go play with it. And the great thing is you're using the same engine. It's the same back, you know, end technology that is being used here because it's open AI that's driving all of this. And obviously, if it's Google, it's different because they have their own. It's called Bard. But, you know, Google, uh, Microsoft have obviously put the investment in here, as you're saying, you know, to to make this possible. And, you know, like you say, the integration is incredible. It's gone much further uh, very quickly than I've realized. I mean, I've got the Bing app and I don't use it, but I kind of want to use it now. I'm like, (laughs) I kind of want to go in there and play with that. Yeah. 
it's surprising how quickly they're adding these extra features and they are just so useful. Absolutely. Uh, I will say, can we please have an option to turn off emojis? I don't want a smiley oh, face yeah. every time. It drives me crazy. That's a bit. That's a bit. I don't know. I don't like that. You know, it's, it's trying to humanize it and I know that, but it's not a human. Well, it's is, a robot. Come on. That's an interesting point, actually. You mentioned that, it's, that you know, Be My AI and Bing here are using the same engine, mm. AI engine, as in ChatGPT. And they are, absolutely. But you can tailor how it responds, the sort of personality. If you think of an app like Call Annie, which has several different characters, and one may be, you know, as a, a, a PA, and one may be as a life coach, you can, um, system prompt it's called, but you can sort of give your AI a, a personality to its response. And obviously that's a very friendly, you know, uh, uh, informal sort of characteristic on that AI. Um, it is interesting the difference you can get in responses by tweaking it, even though it's using the same back-end engine. Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, that's kind of how you end up with the Colani situation, right? Because you have these different prompts that create different, uh, you know, it tells the AI to be something else. Yeah, so absolutely. So be a life yeah. coach, be a therapist, be a, you know, a support person, be a, you know, friend, whatever it might be. And that's that's how you get the the belief, I guess, that you're talking to the closest to a human that you'll get. Yeah. You're of course oh. not. Yeah, that's very important to remember. And but it is. You do forget. But you know, we've we've and it, it's been interesting. I, I did put out that question before we had that conversation about you know using this kind of technology, not so much the the, the AI for images, but more the the conversational AI um, through something like Call Annie as a way of being a friend. And, you know, we've been getting some interesting responses on this, uh, which we'll yeah. hear over the next few days. Oh, um, cool. I, I, before we go, because we're short of time, but I just wanted to say, um, uh, coming up on Monday, uh, we have a wonderful interview. I'm so pleased we're able to bring this to you. Uh, finally, uh, we're going to be talking to Shub Mittal from the company Celeste. Celeste oh, is oh, fantastic. So this is the, the company, if you don't know, this is the company that is uh, based in Toronto. They are uh, making a, a pair of glasses, regular glasses, with a camera that will attach to your iPhone or Android wirelessly. And you'll be able to do lots of different tasks. Now, initially, it will be limited through the companion app, but they are hoping to develop more integrations as they go along, and they're doing lots of great work on this. Uh, we're going to be speaking to Shub Mittal from the uh, company, who has been very keen to come on but has been a little bit wary about coming on too soon because, you know, you're trying to manage those expectations about a product like this because as blind people, we're all immediately going, huh? You know, it's like zombies <laughs> finding a room full of brains. They're like, oh, you know. What a lovely image you, you cook up for us. <laughs> <laughs> there is so much excitement it's true, though, about right? this. It's yeah, just, uh, all the heads absolutely. turn left. Oh, hang on, what? <laughs> Pair of glasses with a camera available wirelessly. I'll buy it. <laughs> yep. So we're going to be speaking to Shub. I'm so excited uh, he's coming on. Uh, he'll be with us on Monday's show. Uh, also, uh, on the Express this weekend, because we've had so much feedback uh, and being off on the Monday, we've had more we didn't get to as a result of being off the day. We're going to just continue our feedback session into Saturday. I think we should just continue with the email, Sean, right into Saturday's show because there are so many interesting conversations yeah. um, that have been brought up. And some of them, as is inevitable here on Double Tap, one email can last as a segment because of the amount of conversation <laughs> that it draws out. Um, and, you know, a lot of you have been getting in touch as well on our conversations around the acknowledgement of the challenges of being blind. And uh, Rebecca Skipper wrote in a lovely message, which you'll hear uh, when Laura reads it in full, but essentially the message was saying, you know, thank you so much for actually bringing this topic up. And, in her words, you know, for navigating what is a rather difficult conversation because you're trying to balance the the fact that we are capable people and we know we are capable people, yes. but balancing that with the realities and the challenges we face. And the problem is that we very quickly, we move away from one or the other. We either instantly move away from the capability or we move away from the challenge in the discussion. And it becomes... I can't do anything or I can do anything. And yeah. really, it's not either. It's it's uh, somewhere in the middle. And that's where most of us live. We live in the middle. 
you know, we can we, we can be the most technically savvy, we can be the most prepared, we can be the most ready for anything. And then you go to a website that's not accessible, you can't get to the checkout, you know, whatever it is, or you go to an app <laughs> and it's button, 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 and that's it. You're stuffed. You're screwed. And yep. that's and that can bring down the, the most technically savvy person. So for you people sitting there who listen to this show who are not in any way, you would never consider yourself technical people. Trust me, the most technical people, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Bill Gates or the late Steve Jobs or Tim Cook. You're going to hit problems. These guys do too. We all do. And you yeah. have to acknowledge that because what that actually shows is not, I mean, you were saying on the show that the other day, we have to be careful that we don't leave the suggestion out there that we're incapable. I actually right. think, I think it's the opposite. I think what that does, that acknowledgement shows that we're all normal. We are all normal. We're all normal people with the same experiences as everyone else, but the levels are different. The experiences are different. And you know, this is the problem with trying to come up with that one solution because nothing works in one solution. We are all different. Everything. We all have different experiences in our lives. And um, disability can, can add extra challenges. And But it is important for us to talk about that too. Um, and that's why we do it because that's we're the show that can do that, right? Because it's double tap. We're all blind people here, so it's fine. And we talk. And, and, we and get God knows we talk. Yeah. In fact, speaking feedback. of which, we yes. really must go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. F. Sorry. Sorry. I know, I know. Um, listen, we're back tomorrow. And uh, what are we on? Friday tomorrow. We'll get into we more are. feedback, uh, some uh, more conversation points from you guys on backpacks in particular. Janine Stanley has an interesting suggestion for us. I have to say, Janine, I thank you so much for your contribution. I am so confused by it, but I can't wait to share it with Sean. Because <laughs> wow. if I'm confused, well... I can't imagine what he'll be. Uh, so that is coming up tomorrow. <laughs> Shoot in for that. And uh, also more of your feedback as well. Keep it coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. one 4567 Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.